up with that term you think mm. it's like some dude in like oh yeah this is probably like back in the you know when was the mic in, when was the mic invented uh, we should know this we've been around i don't, microphones I long don't know when the mic was okay invented. so they already had radio in the 1920s the beginning of radio so that microphone must have been invented because what I'm saying, like, think about the what was the purpose of the mic. I'm guessing it was to like uh, uh, be able to speak to a lot of people at once. So like maybe it was meant for like work environments or something like that, right? Oh, it was it was meant for communication. It was first at first it, it was about like communicating with the ships because they only had uh, uh-huh. you know Morse code. So the, and then they ad- adapted the radio to civilian applications, and then you got radio stations. Um, right? I'm saying the technology probably came from needing to communicate with with people at a more than one person on a louder basis, right? So what I'm saying is the invention of the microphone probably was built for like some kind of work environment like the 1800s or something, right? Where they're like, hey, we need all the fucking, uh, we need all the, the miners to get out of the mines so they can cave when it collapses. No, it was, it was actually strictly, it was actually specifically for ships. Okay. It was for you to be able to communicate wirelessly with uh, other ships. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. okay. That cool. was the specific one, but it actually was the the aim. The first, like with the beginner, yeah. I can't tell their name. I'm bad with names, okay. but I know that f- it was the, the inventors that, that were behind the, the microphone and radio yeah. and, and, and those type of communications. Yes, they they it was for the ships at first, but their their aim was to actually work on radio cool um yeah so they, so they had a vision of, yeah. of a mass communication yes, they did the term microphone was coined by sir charles wheatstone in 1827 however the very first microphone was invented by emil berliner in 1876 to be used as a voice transmitter for alexander graham bell's new invention the telephone two years later in 1878 David Edward Hughes invented the carbon microphone. It was improved in the 1920s and was an early model for the carbon mics that are still used in telephone transmitters. The first microphone that was considered useful for recording was a wide-range condenser that was developed by E.E. Went at Bell Labs just before 1920. In the early 1920s, Dr. Walter Schottke and Dr. Erwin Gerlach invented the first ribbon microphone. Later that decade, Dr. Harry Olson's research led to the RCA PB31, a ribbon mic that sounded better than any condenser mic of that time. In the late 1920s, Went also helped develop the first practical omnidirectional dynamic microphone, the Western Electric 618A. However, the patent for moving coil technology that this dynamic mic was based on was actually the work of Ernst Siemens way back in 1874. By the 1930s, Siemens' company had developed the first cardioid dynamic microphone. And which leads us to podcasting. Which is actually broadcasting. Absolutely. And now it's kind of giving birth to this brand new form of broadcasting, which is uh, more accessible to anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also removes the constrictions of radio, of common land radio or what a terrestrial radio, because terrestrial radio has a setting of like seven minutes, eight minutes, ten minutes, whatever. Then you got to take commercial breaks in between. Yeah, and then you got to deal with the FCC. And then you got to deal with somebody telling you what you can and cannot say. Right. And podcasting is like the complete opposite of that. It's free. Which, but it's why it's good and why it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why the you guys curse, right? uh, are ended up listening and, and and you clicked on each one teach one with yep. concept and edifica because you say you know what this right here this is the future. Mm. You got an inkling in your bones and you say you know what this is the podcast for me. And you're right, this is the podcast for you. If you're a hip hop head and you're looking for other filters other right. ways of viewing hip-hop and what you can do with it maybe you're not aware of certain opportunities that are available to you other avenues that hip-hop really needs other people in not just the artists in the front right because eddie and and slides right into my first topic is like the actual pressure of like being the guy that pays the bills so like let's say hmm. you're like somebody like eminem okay right i guarantee you eminem has worked with the same road manager forever He's probably worked the same stage crew 
forever because the last thing someone like Eminem wants to do is worry about the stage getting done properly right. or this getting done he doesn't have time to deal with that shit right right so what does that really mean breaking it down and like the best that we can on, on on the status of like someone who has that type of responsibility on their head right and like let's say you get what you wish for which is to be the superstar okay and all the work that that genuinely entails Right, that has to be hours and hours of work. Right, right. Eminem doesn't just go up and put on a show. Right, there's got to be rehearsals and not only all the emotional work that went into the material he's doing. Right, and now he has to translate that into a performance. Right, right. And then you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. a lot. And then these are not, you know, <laughs> they, 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 these are thousands of people viewing you at one time. Yes, that responsibility of entertaining them alone has to be. Has to be. It's tremendous, bro. Right. It's tremendous. I, I can't. Um. You know, like like you know, kind of going back to the to the first uh, episodes we did. Um. You know, I've been emceeing and uh, DJing and producing for the last at least the last decade or so. Um. Since t- uh, 2009, for sure. I've been DJing since 1998. Just if you guys, just for you guys to know. But I have done shows with uh, big headliners, including KRS One. Um. You know, Snow That Products, uh, man, uh, Slick Rick, and and Ajiza from Wu Tang, and I can tell you in regards to this topic, it has made such a huge difference when you get a chance to rehearse. You you rehearse, you put in your hours, you put in your time, and when you're on stage and you feel just so confident about your craft, and you've been rehearsing, and you know your pockets, you know where you can breathe, you know you were to take a, like a little pause and and such. Like every time I finish one of those shows, and for everybody to know, like when I rap, I do it in Spanish only. That's my thing. So as Edifica, and I'm normally put into these situations, like for example, the KRS show or the Jizza show, where I'm head I'm I'm opening up for a big headliner, right? But when I rehearse and I get my stuff done and I, and I'm I'm in pocket like the, the feeling I get from from the crowd when they see that I'm on my that I'm on it you know I'm on it I'm like I'm hitting every pocket I'm got my verses like people know I'm confident about what I'm saying um, and even the people that don't speak Spanish like it's actually that's actually one of the the best compliments I ever get after every show it does never fails I, I, I get at least a couple people to say something that hey man I don't speak Spanish but you were on point like you I felt what you were saying and you were on point and that makes the, the world of difference so yeah. I can that's my perspective and and I have I have done shows where I haven't been able to prepare as much mm-hmm. and and I definitely feel a little bit more nervous and I'm talking about like this is like you said this is like a sold out crowd like a thousand people or, or maybe even more but I there is a difference and and for myself as an artist I like to be prepared so mm-hmm. I take my time I practice I go over my verses uh, sometimes like I run like while I'm rapping so that I can like kind of like be able oh, to do it like smart. while I'm while I'm moving and such and it does make a difference but I've had some some shows where like I wasn't as prepared yeah. and, and you could also tell the difference like when I'm on stage I try to do my best but when I don't rehearse I, there is something in the back of my head that's like man don't fuck up yeah you know but when I'm like ready and I've been practicing like I'm just I'm just flowing the one thing that I that I've been uh, uh, kind of noticing is when I watch like a basketball game mm. let's say I watch a basketball game last week or whatever right yeah the one thing I noticed like almost how nervous some of the players are that are playing you can tell well, like some of them are young, bro. Right. Some of them are really young. Some of them are like kids, you know. And like they're out there with like NBA players that've been there for like even if you've been in the NBA four years ahead of somebody who's never been in there, yeah. bro. You're that's you, another you, beast you, right there. That's another animal. That's a, you've already are. You know the pace of the game. You know yeah. the conditioning. You by that you know what I'm saying you're so you gain so much knowledge as opposed to someone who's out there. And if I who don't follow basketball, and I'm telling you, maybe, look, I have I over observe. I get that. Yeah. So maybe I'm picking up on something. But I, I, one in particular, I'm watching this game, and and he looks really green. He looks like really yeah 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 deer in the headlights. He's trying to move because yeah. you know what what they do. They have a lot of wasted motion. They're trying yeah. to overcompensate. So they and I'm just like yo, like well, you know what's up, but. <laughs> The, the, the comparison I have is to somebody like Kobe, mm. right? Who like famously was like prepared for every game. Oh yeah! Like he went out there and he presented a calmness on the game because he said he could not be more prepared for that game. 
and he walked out knowing that so the stability of that right so like let's say you are 100 sure you've done everything you've covered your bases everything is done now you can build a fun on top of that oh yeah because you've got that base covered bro so now you can dance with the crowd you can jump up and down because you know the lyrics you know where it's going to drop you know the mixes you know you're fully and comp- completely in control of what's going to happen in the night now right. you can add more it, yes. it's it's and people pick up on that like right. you said they tell you one thing they tell you you're on point because someone who doesn't speak the language can tell that you're landing right. on beat and you right. can tell that syllables are rhyming and they you know what i'm saying there's a pattern so hip-hop is going to recognize that pattern no matter what language is in right right, right? Yeah. that's why you know the south korean hip-hop is super dope like i'll listen to it and it's like oh that shit is they're they're, they're delivering you know all you need you is you know you've been energy. listening to that k-pop don't lie <laughs> <laughs> BTS you know what I'm saying you gotta tap that's right uh, no uh, what I'm saying yeah, is yeah. is uh, it's th- recognizable it's like but you, you know it Yeah. And my point my point being is um, once you are prepared once you are 100% sure of your material and how you want it to sound then you can add the stage show on top right but what a lot of MCs and this is from someone who's gone to a million shows and, you're and seen it. a million MCs right right so and unfortunately, the pattern is kind of like, I'm going to say like 60% of the time, I'll see this at show. So more than not, mm. I'll see somebody who either is rapping over their own lyrics, which are, I mean, off bat, bro. Like, Right. I, I immediately discard. I don't even, yeah. the minute I hear the, the lyrics start rhyming over your, that's it, bro. It's lights out. Cause we're going we're gonna to have to go back to that one for sure. I feel the same way, but we're going we'll to, go we're gonna to have to expand we'll it. We'll go back yeah, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or they're so, they're so dry. They're so shy. They're so behind uh, on like having control over the set that they're, that they put together. Right. They chose that set. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they walked up and said, these are the songs that I'm going to perform. Someone said, okay, cool. So, um, now you're walking out there and not only is this bad for you in a couple ways, so it's bad for you in the way that, uh, it's going to bring you down because you're going to suck. Right. And then you're going to be like, damn, I suck. And it's going to bum me up. It's going to make it worse. Don't put yourself in that situation. You're not there yet. Mm-hmm. You need to re- you need to rehearse those rhymes. You need to right. rehearse that show. Right, right, right. Before you go up there. So this is advice for you coming up. Maybe MCs younger or whatever. Pay, just listen to what I'm saying. Okay, uh, avoid the pain of that you give yourself by right. going and performing bad. Because not only that, also the MCs in the room are going to see like uh, you know he's right. not he's not up to par, bro. Right. That set's not ready. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. Right? Step by step. Yeah. We so easily want to jump on, oh, I'll jump on the show. I'll jump on the show. When it, like, look, in reality, if you're thinking career-wise, bro, like, pick your shows. Yeah, definitely. I'm not saying don't go and get practice. Right. Go, definitely go and get practice. Get enough shows under your belt. Right. But be smart about where you place your name. Right. Right. No, exactly. I mean, I, I totally agree with that. And, and I like the fact that you used Kobe and, and basketball as, as uh, kind of like comparing it to this because it's it's true. You have to. And this is, again, this is for, we're doing this for all the uh, young artists, anybody that loves hip hop, that they, you guys can you have your opinions as well too because you've seen it all. But um, you definitely want to think of the crowd because we, we do, you do want to connect with people, but people do pay money to go to these shows. People do take their time to, you know, you know to out of their busy lives to go check you out so if you're going to be opening up for someone or even if you're like headlining already or whatever whatever situation you find yourself in like you want to make sure you come across clearly so there are fundamentals like um like concept was saying so you practice your your craft you know for some of the tips that i can give you is practicing your fundamentals like i said running and kind of like wrapping your own verse is, is kind of a good thing because it gives you that um that energy that you need and uh it just helps you with that stamina and, and and that strength that you need to be able to perform but also like how you grab the microphone you know like think of all these things practice all these things like you know i think rap 
you know be some of the beginner uh beginner mcs is like a nightmare for like sound uh for sound guys because you know you you always want to grab the mic and like cover the whole thing but you know the mic has a you know has a, a place where it picks up the sound so you don't want to cover that and sometimes when you cover you when you cover the microphone like that you create this like natural reverb for it which you know so just even though it looks a little you're used to that picture with the mcs just like eating the mic and stuff like you really really have go to a friend's house and practice grabbing the microphone a certain way that it sounds clear you know so practice those things like make sure you sound clear on the mic that doesn't mean you have to scream over the beat because you definitely want to flow right your your songs have a flow you have a flow you have a way that you sound when you record your song so keep that flow in mind when you're performing live so when you're practicing your live set make sure you get that flow across you are going to have more energy you're going to have more um uh, just, just more energy and more adrenaline going because you're performing in front of people. But you don't want to scream, you know. You want to make sure you keep your flavor and your flow. You know, these are just some of the basics. So when you do a show, you really are gonna stand out from the rest. Um, there is a lot more. Uh, for example, like I, I always like doing an acapella. That's a thing that for for MCs, I think, in the hip hop scene too, doing an acapella during one of your shows, I think it's really important. And, and this goes back to me as a listener. Like you know, when I listen to some when I when I listen to some songs, um, certain MCs, I honestly had a had had a hard time like thinking of or figuring out what they were saying. Uh, for whatever reason it might be maybe the lingo you know the slang is different um, even even the accent is a little different um, so for me growing up I like listening to MCs that you could clearly tell what they're saying and that doesn't mean you have to be screaming but just find your flow find your flow find, find that cadence that you want to rap in and that's important for live shows as well so those are just a couple tips I can give you um, that are going to help your performance you know be better and it's definitely going to leave people intrigued because, you know, in the hip-hop scene nowadays, you get about 20 minutes set on the, unless you're like the headliner or whatever. So in those 20 minutes, 10, 20 minutes, about three or four songs that you get, you want to be as clear as you possibly can. You want to do the best uh, you can. And you want to leave people intrigued. You want to leave them like, yo, like, I want to find this cat. I want to follow him. I want to listen to him more. So that's just some advice we, I can give you for live performances. No, no, absolutely. And, uh, and, and we know what it is, Elifika. You're a humble man. You're, you're a noble, humble man. Uh, I'm not that humble. So, like, uh, now allow me to just translate uh, what Eddie Fika just said with a little more harshness. Do it. And hopefully it'll, it'll kind of deliver the punch home. Uh, you're going to be, like, the first guy or the second guy or the third guy opening up the night. No one cares, bro. Okay? No, no one's going to give a shit. You know what your job is? To make them give a shit. Okay? You, they, you, listen, you have no right to expect anybody care. The minute that you walk on that stage, you are saying, I am MC blank. Right. MC whatever the fuck you call it, but MC blank, okay? Yeah, yeah. And I'm here to rock the mic. I don't, and everyone watching you, bro, doesn't care because there's three MC blanks before you, three right. MC blanks after you, okay? Mm -hmm. Now you have their attention. You volunteered for this position, okay? You are out there representing this persona that you are creating for yourself. Edifica concept. Eminem, Redman, Meth Man, whoever it is. Whoever, yeah. They're coming out and they're giving you this persona. Now you're like, this is my version of hip hop, my version of country, whoever, whatever it is that your artist. This is my version, and you're coming out, you're doing it. Take that seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when you take it seriously, they'll take it seriously, and then it shows that the artist has taken this art seriously. And it can go right back into what we were talking about before. You rhyming over your vocals is you not, that's, you're telling me you don't care enough to separate the instrumental, or you don't have the instrumental, or you, and you know, whatever it is, you're telling me there's amateur shit happening one way or another. So right. off the bat, I'm discarding you and I'm waiting for MC Blank number four. Right. I'm already done. You know, okay. we, we have to come up with that being said, we have to come up with some kind of a list of absolute yeah. absolute no nos when you're performing, like and especially Let's in the do rap five game. real quick and then we'll just cover yeah, it. Yeah, well that's one of them. Okay. Like that's number if not number one, it should it should be there. number one to me. Right. It's all right. There. Yeah. <laughs> Give me another no no. Just like a definitely you just don't do. 
Well, I'm gonna speak and I'm gonna elaborate on that a little bit while you think of another one. So, okay, um, I definitely am with uh, concept on this one as a performer as well. Um, and I can tell you this: like, I'll I'll ask him how he feels about it. But like, the only time I have something going on in the back because I don't have a hype man, and we'll talk about hype man too later on. Right. I love to talk about that. Right. I don't have a hype man, and normally my my DJ, big ups to uh, DJ Dips and DJ Bensa, they don't have a microphone normally. So that, so, and I think that's important when somebody like helps you out on your ins and outs and stuff like that mm. for breathing purposes only but like just you don't rap over your own stuff like you don't have the entire verse like sometimes because i do the hooks myself i'll have the hook layer in the back but like even i tell my engineer too like hey bring that down like i barely want to be able to hear mm-hmm. that i just want that to be like a second when mm-hmm. i'm doing it live but i don't want to be you know doing it over um and, and I have worked with MCs that rap over their own stuff and I'm just like, man, like I almost want to hide behind the turntables. Like I almost yeah. want to duck down. You just don't do that. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's about the synergy too that you're giving people. So when you're, when you're uh, performing over your own track, you're basically giving people like a watered down version of what you can be. Uh, or what you're trying to be or what, what you're trying to portray as an artist and, and people deserve to have 100% you know so if you're if you're doing it out there and you, you have a song you want to perform for the people and you don't know it 100% man I would say just leave it leave it for the next time mm. or, or work it out so you could be like you know talk to your DJ and be like yo when I'm done with my set just drop that one and we'll leave him with that I won't rap over it just tell people hey this is something new that I got I just recorded this I'm out Enjoy the you know the few seconds or the few bars you're gonna hear from this, but you, you big ups to my DJ. Peace, y'all. Hope you had fun. Yeah, I'll see you at the next one. Boom, and then just play the new track. But yeah. to try to rhyme over your own stuff, it's just man, you don't. That's like novice stuff, man. You don't, you don't. <laughs> this ain't karaoke, bro. Like this is this is rap. This is a hundred percent. So don't rap over your own or in your own song. This this ain't karaoke night. No, no, absolutely. And 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 it, you do it. You cannot stress that enough. Like the rules of karaoke are not the rules rules that we're going by at a hip-hop show you know what i'm saying like the, the oh hey you're good it's fine no, no, no. no listen you you i i paid money i showed up i'm like i'm the people in the audience matter right and i don't know that that matters to some of the artists and um it's kind of difficult to really put pressure on people like the other the only other thing that i that i can think of which is like a mandatory you know and it just goes without saying bro if you don't have your stuff memorized if you, I mean, do, do us both a favor. Like, stay home, get it memorized, and come back up. Don't do this to yourself because I've seen it. And then, oh, then you, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, yeah, like, you, you know what? You're killing it, me out and here. I'm, and I'm gonna jump on this because <laughs> it has happened to me. Yeah, I have blanked out on a verse before. Yeah, not because I didn't have a reserve uh, uh, memorized. I didn't have it rehearsed, but it just on the moment. I don't know what the fuck happened. Well, there's I, a but, difference. But you know, but let me tell you yeah. how I did it. So I, I okay. tried to do it a couple times, and yeah. I said it like, let me, let me, you know, let me get it right. I didn't get it right, and I just moved on i said you know what let's go to the next track yep. you know and, I, just kept, and I kept that energy i kept that energy and i did i did feel like shit after that show but i was like man i practice i rehearse but I here's the thing here's the moment. thing and this is something that you just appointed to and this is something that will happen to you listeners if you do enough shows it's not that you don't have it memorized is that you might know it too much so then you start mm. to overthink it right. and then now forget it yeah not forgetting you just you're, you're lost yeah. in your head and it happens you right before you step on foot yeah on stage because you're like oh yeah you know you're trying and then, and then you think about it and the flow is there and you're like oh but you're drawing a blank you, it, it right. happens to it happens at all right it happens to athletes all the time right? right like oh you hear that famous story of like you know it's something you do a million times for some whatever reason uh that one time you just can't remember how to do it you right. blank out um it's it's because you might be too familiar with the stuff Okay. And it's not. There's no challenge. They're that's, mentally. Yeah, free, that's you know? how. I, that's how I felt that day. But like I said, I wasn't rapping over my stuff. I was doing it. I, I was doing my best. You could feel the energy yeah. was there. And there's probably like actual video of this somewhere out there. But I felt it was a pack house too. And I tried a couple of times. People actually. I was. This was like already the third song in. So I was already doing so well that people. The, people were fucking with me already. So they didn't. They didn't trip out. They cheer me on when I try to do it again. Didn't work. I was like, you know what? Let's move on to the next track. And you, and you delivered the rest of the show. Right? Yeah, then yeah. I didn't. Continue. It didn't. I didn't let it affect the show. Yeah. I just kept moving on. That's what it's about. I thought about it afterwards, but uh, that's definite. But I didn't have to. You know, I didn't rap over my own stuff, and that's what we were talking about. That that was a specific topic. So like, 
Just don't do it. That's just like a beginner's thing. Just don't do it. I, I can think of another one too. Okay, give me another thing. Another not, one. No no way. You do. And I feel like another one is this. Okay, I haven't encountered a place where I perform. I perform at a few places, uh, mostly the you know, Bay Area, um, Orange County, LA, and New York. Um, and then I've never encountered a, a crowd that didn't feel my stuff. But I've encountered people that... I was so new to them, like the face was new, the, the, the my music was new, where I didn't get that cheering response that I wanted, but it, it was more like I kind of left them thinking like, whoa, like who the hell is this kind of thing? Like they didn't even know how to react. That's happened a couple of times, but even in, even in the case they didn't like my stuff or whatever, I'm not going to turn against the crowd. You know what I mean? I think that's a no-no. Oh, I never turn against I the crowd. I think I never turn against the crowd. <laughs> you know what I say? Like I say, you know what? Well, that was my that was my 15 minutes. My name is Edifica. Yeah. I hope you like my music. You know, here's my links. You all have a great time. Thank you for inviting me. Peace. That's it. And I have, but that's my perspective from not, you know, not somebody like that has experience. I feel like I prepare myself for shows that I do so well that people embrace me in a good way. But I have found places where, um, and particularly it's more like, uh, more places where it's more, a little bit more rough, a little bit more gangster, uh-huh. where like I didn't get as good of a reaction for what I do. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't have to like, oh, fuck this crowd. Like none of that. Like, and I feel like even if people were me i feel like i still would be like yo like i did the best i could this is my music i hope you enjoy it but if not you know let's keep the show going and i and i think that's a no-no like going against the crowd i think but that's just for my perspective i haven't encountered that but i i I don't know i think you have to be (laughs) grateful to be on on a platform where you can speak yourself you can speak your mind you can speak your thoughts and you know if people embrace it you know great if they don't then at least you got a chance to get it off your chest there is adjusting to your audience like once you start to de- like realize who it is that m- that's listening to your stuff there's adjusting to that then there's completely selling out the way you do things to appease them those i think are two different things and you're allowed right. to adjust as in like totally. hey they're starting to dig the house hits a little more well fuck it let's do that for a little bit okay right. cool you're dude there's nothing wrong with that right. your crowd the, the are you're putting out this is what people are responding to the most so lean towards that do it but, and that's another great advice right there and it, and it all comes down to knowing who you are musically and that's only gonna come from practice is what I'm saying it all goes down to that like don't go on stage unpracticed whatever that translates to whether it's having not being ready with the instrumentals to present your song properly the song that you wrote and spent all this time on rehearsing and developing and then all just so that you can ruin it by rapping over it like it's just that that's just an example of not being fully prepared and spending enough time with your art to respect it first of all to not go up there and do that like i wouldn't do that just on like yo man i'm not gonna ruin people's night like this is i'm not here for that right? right um there and then there's completely selling out because oh that's where the money is and it's against what you really want artistically and it's not who you are blah 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 right. that, that, that's clear too that comes out very easy but to your point there's a great video on YouTube where um uh, Tyler the Creator brings out Drake mm. at one of Tyler's concerts Tyler's the Creator's crowd is not Drake's crowd at right. all totally yeah <laughs> so Drake goes out there starts performing half a song people start to boo him they're booing Drake like the biggest artist right. on the planet and Arguably, he's getting yeah. booed because he's at the wrong crowd right okay what does he do does he yell back no no he goes he, the show stops and he's like yo I'm here for you like I'm here for you if you want me to keep rocking like I'll keep rocking if not like you know it's all good just it is what it is it's all love they boo him again and he's like okay yo my name is Drake thank you very much I love you guys peace and he walks off right 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 he got bo- Drake the biggest so what does that mean that means that the right crowd for you the wrong crowd for you all that matters right yeah Drake Cook got booed damn okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's video very yeah. clear it's not there's a video very clear this right, is very, right. so it's like if the biggest artist in the world can develop that kind of tough skin and yeah. can do it right take that as example yeah yeah mimic that guy he's the he's the winner right right, now, right? so yeah <laughs> I'm going to tell you, 
Like I said, I'm here for you tonight. If you want to keep going, I will keep going tonight. What's up? If you want to keep going, I will keep going tonight. Well, look, it's been love. I love y'all. I go by the name of Drake. Thank you for having me. If Drake um, presents some kind of stage, and uh, I guess it, it would, I guess it just be respect to the craft, really, right? Like right. instead of like arguing back or fighting back, throwing bottles or whatever it was, he was the acceptance of like, oh, this crowd's not feeling me. Right. Let me do us both a favor and get out of here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's, that's that speaks uh, pretty big of, of him too. You know, because like I He's said, that's, that, that's 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 what I'm saying. That's yeah. that's a no no. Like I would say, you know, just keep in mind, people are taking time. You are taking time out of your life, but mm-hmm. you're talking about other people, like a group of people, like a section of people that came to expect something, and, mm-hmm. and you're not delivering that like don't be upset at them just be like hey you know yeah thank you for the opportunity you know i'll catch you down the road and you'll have a you enjoy the show peace that's mm-hmm. it yeah and that comes with also being comfortable enough with the crowd to recognize when it's going good recognize when it's not going great maybe you need to step it up maybe you need to load your energy is not the right one for this crowd like you right there's all that stuff that comes with being practiced right and you and the last thing you want to think about it like this when you're performing the last thing you want to worry about is the material because that's supposed to be down narrowed straight it's not going anywhere it's locked tight I know what I'm going to say how are you going to say it is what you should worry about on a show right Right. So, yeah. so it all comes with being prepared so don't do it to yourself be prepared go out there and it's going to be a better night for everyone right uh, another topic I wanted to bring up with you and it kind of goes into this can you have your hip hop card revoked and what would that, what does that mean and should it should should it be a possibility to have that revoked? You know that's an interesting question because I think that goes with like the the whole thing of cancel culture nowadays. And okay. you know, I I'll tell you this much: like, I'm sure there's a lot more artists that did a lot of shady shit that we don't know about. But I'll give you R. Kelly as an example. Mm-hmm. Like when I found out, and this is just my own personal thing when i found out like the whole situation with r kelly and this is way back before like this is when the rumors started happening and stuff and i like kind of did a little research and and whatnot and i mean you're you're talking about r kelly situation like going back to like even the dave Chappelle skill a skit that he did you know um i want to piss on you song type thing and like i feel like if you did something that's outrageous and it's definitely like you know it's not up to my this is just me though like it's not up to my morals and my moral code and my standards like i think you should be revoked like i don't play r kelly stuff anymore i made it i made it a point to like check out songs that he produced that he that he that he guessed in and stuff like that that's just me and that's just you know i i i don't really you know uh play stuff like that and if we were to apply that to the hip-hop game one one situation that i could give you is africa bambada right you know and that's a very controversial topic within Mm -hmm. the hip-hop community and when i started hearing the rumors too and the allegations and stuff you know i'm thinking like these are grown men talking about something that's extremely sensitive something that people in the in the hip-hop community don't ever speak about so when you we have a grown man talking about like these allegations of sexual misconduct when they were kids from another person that the whole scene look up to like i don't i don't really i myself don't really play africa bambara songs anymore and i know he's a he was a big part of the culture yeah and i'll probably you know if somebody hears this and they're they, they don't agree with me you know so be it but i i want myself for especially for someone that's supposed to be like very influential and someone that's like very uplifting the, the community and the, and the hip-hop uh, scene i and this is my this might be blasphemy for someone but i i, I definitely would revoke his card and this is from past past you know allegations of things that he might have done back in the day, but you know that's that's how I feel about it. Um, so it depends on what it is. I mean, I think if you have a tantrum and you say something to the crowd or whatever, there's always coming back from that. Like you, people get in squaffles all the people get in squaffles all the time. Like that's yeah, part but, of life. But there's but when you like do something that's big, that's like. And then there's stuff that's illegal and reprehensible. So, like, right. let's say you fucked a bunch of chicks. Maybe you got uh, baby mamas laying around somewhere. Like, all right, this is where it is. That's, that's kind of shady. You know, it's kind of a shitty person, blah, blah, blah. Right. Talk about molesting children. 
like Africa Bombarda has been accused of many times, not just once. Right. Okay, because uh, if, if I if if my memory serves correctly, he was accused of it the first time in like 2001. Yeah. And then it came up again, and I want to say it's going to be probably 2016 or 17 was the latest that I heard. Uh, and this was a book that was being released by one of the people that he molested. Right. And here's the thing that came with that, like like many other abusers, there was other people around there that knew about it, and they did nothing about it, or they didn't believe it, or they they moved it under the rug because it was Africa Bombada who was accused of this. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you know who Africa Bombada is. If you don't know, Africa Bombada is was considered one of the fathers of hip hop. He's a DJ who came up with very specific sound for hip hop that it was used for many years. You know, the 808s were like many, that style that, that, yeah, I guess that style of hip hop was, it was just built yeah, on. Very influential. Very influential. And Africa Modern Wild, again, one of the fathers of hip hop. Um, also, if I'm not mistaken, the creator of Zulu Nation. Right. So, Roots embedded deep in the hip hop culture. Right. If Sulu Nation, I mean, you're talking. True. Only rock steady rivals that are like just like heavy hip hop right. crew. Um, and one of the creators of that, which gave birth to chapters all over the world and all over the the country, all that stuff. Um, uh, was accused of molesting children, and 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 that, uh, the accusations are, they're pretty clear. Right. And uh, th- that's a perfect example of. The possibility of like should we revoke him but i mean is like yes don't play him ostracize him don't book him for shows anymore right you know what just don't support him in any way shape or form that's a great example of that right and a great reason why you should and i think if you are a contributor to hip-hop you have an obligation to do that right because that's not the representation for hip-hop that i want right you know what i'm saying exactly. just like when there's bad cops you know, they should be, the good cops should be like, hey, no, 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 no. That's not what cops do. But they don't, but because they don't say anything, those bad cops They're continue. Too, yeah. Same thing here, right? Yeah. So, yes, I do believe that there is such thing as having your hip hop car removed. I'll give you another example mm. of somebody on a completely different spectrum. Okay. Still pretty bad. Uh, Young Thug. Are mm. you familiar with Young Thug? Yeah. Are you familiar with what he's going through? Uh, now? Not, not recently. So, Young Tha was pretty much a kingpin for uh, and uh, gangs and and drug selling. Oh, is that the one they're getting like uh, what it, Rico? The with? Rico Act. Okay, so yeah. if famously, if you seen Batman, this is a perfect example of the Rico Act. I know it because I I you know I got the, the degrees in criminal justice. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw it on the Batman, I'm like, yeah. But any here's the thing: any lawyer in the world would have came up with Rico like immediately, bro. It's like the right. easiest. I know it's the easiest thing because you can you can blame everyone in the car. Right. Like that's the first thing they would have done is said, oh, we'll just blame everyone for the same crime. Right. Anyway, so be, yes, but. Be, he is the leader of the RICO. So because of him, the RICO applies. So he is now being charged with like over 20 murders. Oh. Um, having an association with either sending people to go kill him or provided the goods for the people to die or whatever. Right. Drug trafficking, gun trafficking, all this stuff. So this is a kid who grew up in the ghetto. I think believe it's Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Made it to millionaire status. He's he's selling out tours. He's yeah, a big, yeah. He's, he's a huge big, star. He's big out there. He's so big. He 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 has an acting spot on on Dicky, the Dicky show. Oh on yeah. the little Dicky. Yeah. His show on what is it HBO or whatever it's on. Young Thug. He's in it. I'm sorry. Young Thug comes out. Uh, he performs. He he acts in it. But like, dude, he's a millionaire. And he's sending people to get killed. He's he's trafficking drugs. Right. Okay. That right there is another that, that that's horrific, right? Right. That that's a bad person, mm-hmm. and that is not the kind of person I want representing in hip hop, right? I so, agree. I agree with that. So should we not? I know it's not going to happen, and right. if anything, this will only make his career bigger, and people will just buy his shit more, right? But we should, you know, kind of pull all his shit out, right? Right. He's murdering people. He's selling drugs. He's trafficking guns. Like, yeah. I mean, I know. I know this is very like. You know, I don't know how great of an impact that can be, but I think us as individuals have to see like what we support and where our money goes and what we stand behind. And like I said, myself, I stopped playing some certain artists from things that I've that I know that they have done, um, that I found out that they've done. So same thing. I I can honestly tell you that I 
don't think I have a Young Thug song in my library. That's just me. So, and then, you know, after hearing this, like, I, I'm definitely not going to support that because that's not, well, that's not, and that's just an, in, an individual thing, but that's not what hip hop represents for me. So I, I would, I would not play um, you know Young Thug and I don't think I have anything that I in my library that has and I have mind you I do have current current hits and, and current hip hop in my library but I, I really don't have well, anything here, and, and, and maybe you can help me out Eddie explain to me the fascination with people wearing like uh, Escobar on their shirt or like Che Guevara on their shirt or like you know like you know those you know like do you know who Che Guevara is like are you guys familiar with what this man did like yeah you cause I also see like uh, uh, what's his name the Cuban guy on people's shirts sometimes I'll see the Castro oh, like on a shirt and I'm like bro <laughs> you're aware what Fidel Castro did right like are you are you cool with this like this is an understanding of the Escobar like literally is responsible for like murdering like I don't know gotta be thousands of people yeah and like the death of millions yeah he's responsible for the death of millions of people you you understand that like not only did the people that died overdosing blah 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 like the people he addicted throughout the 70s through the 90s like right he you know like he this is a horrific man yeah but you're rocking his shirt yeah you know these are this Che Guevara is a straight fucking guerrillero murdering you're rocking the shirt and I get I get what you're saying it's like oh you know the, the power you have, yeah but you gotta kind of pick up a book bro yeah <laughs> before you it's what I'm it's, it's, I think what's gonna happen unfortunately with with the with Young Thug is that he's this he's is gonna, gonna see, yeah. his, his discography I guarantee you is going through the roof right now yeah and I mean, what are we doing here, bro? Just because it's a different series of crimes that he's—it's cool. Yeah, I think that yeah, that's definitely a conversation that that in society we need to have among like ourselves and and the type of people that you hang around with. Like, what kind of music do they support? What kind of you know what kind of energy do they want around themselves? Like, I know from the people that I that I listen to and that I hang out with and the people that know my music, like I know they draw the line somewhere, you know. And I and I think a lot of us draw the line. And, and a certain style of hip hop, certain genre of hip hop, certain hip hop that talks about like negativity, uh, as opposed to positivity. And I know like my crowd and a lot of my friends, we definitely stay on the positive side. Um, you know, we grew up differently. You know, we grew up differently with the kind of rap that we listen to. And you know, there are definitely stories about the past and and your upbringing and and what they went through to be where they are. But I, I think like with shows, uh, like with popular shows, like that are in netflix you know like the escobar show and everything where they portray him and they just glorify them and 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 they just paint a different picture of them because a lot of the things that on the on the escobar show are not even like uh, things that uh, how actually went down you know and they they actually tone it down they actually they actually tone it down quite a bit but if the portrayal that they were trying to give me was them painting him in a good light he was still a piece of shit. Like if what you're telling, right, right. because he, dude, he was straight just murdering people. Like yeah, but that's but that's disregard what I was, of human life. Like, that's what I was saying. Like the even to to certain people, they they you know they see that and they they glorify it and they're like, wow, that guy like built his empire from nothing and he did all that and whatever. Like you, we know where to draw the line. Like certain people know where to draw the line. Certain people know like that's entertainment. Like I can watch that show. That's entertainment. But I'm not gonna go buy an Escobar shirt or a, you know something that has his picture on it. I, I'm not gonna do that because I know what he did. But a lot of people, a lot of people. Well, actually I enjoy don't. the show because it's good That's television. But you know, but it doesn't make me want to mimic this guy. Yeah. But here's the problem: like you're saying, some people do want to mimic that guy. And to bring it back to hip hop, which is which is perfect. The, uh, Young Thug is a is a great example of this. Okay, Jay Z is another example of l- making a living. Glorifying a lifestyle. See, this is what people ask me: like, why, why do you dislike him so much? And what I'm telling you is, look at the facts, bro. Just don't even right. take music aside. Yeah. Okay. Just look out. Just look at what we're talking about. So they say, why don't you like Jay Z? Right. So one thing I'll give you is like, this is someone who's been rich way longer than they were poor. And not even regular rich. He's not two million dollars. I worked my ass off. I'm 66. I got a two million dollar pension. I'm living. No, no, no. He's he's to rich people. He's rich, okay. So he's in his whole discography is drugs, okay, and him working on the corner, a corner he's never worked, right? right. 
uh, killings he's never done, shootings he's never committed, but he glorifies them in such a way that makes people Escobar, makes people look at him and be like, whoa, bro. How many lives do you think Jay-Z is now responsible for ruining? Just be realistic. How many kids do you think not got arrested for Kelly carrying around rocks in their in their shoes, cracking their shoes because Jay Z did it? Right. How many kids do you think have not gone to jail because of Jay Z? There's I guarantee you at least one man doing 25 years because he heard a Jay Z lyric and to him it was dope and it was in a, it was it's a reality that a, a, a nothing can be a super millionaire finger banging Beyonce on a, on a boat somewhere you know like <laughs> that's a thing to him like oh hey it, could, it happened to him it could happen to me bro it happened to a 17 year old kid in the 80s when everyone was getting signed in New York bro everybody in New York had a record deal and people were looking to sell people were looking to sell and he was a product and he made good and he's a smart intelligent person right. but that smart intelligent person is also a bad person and you gotta differentiate that and you go oh you don't know Jay-Z personally you don't like no I don't literally I can tell you he's bad without knowing him personally right. I can tell you he's a bad person Right. I don't need to know him I can, the facts I'm, I'm telling you this is what it is oh you know, okay debate it like you want same thing with Young Thug people are gonna look up to him people are gonna buy his albums people are gonna fascinate him there's gonna be kids they're gonna mimic that in Atlanta go out shooting because it's a possibility in hip hop instead of doing what you do Eddie which is I'm not playing the album I'm pulling it I, I'm not I'm not gonna support I'm not gonna, instead of doing that we keep supporting them and then R. Kelly gets to molest children 30 years because we keep buying the albums we keep copying them instead of the first time or maybe when he married a 15 year old girl Aaliyah when he was 33 we said hmm maybe this is somebody I don't want to kind of right. give money to because this is his lifestyle this is what right. he does with his millions of dollars right. Jay-Z buys yachts with your 25 years that the DHS gave you hmm. he's buying yachts bro he doesn't give a shit about you bad people with good skills right with money skills or whatever right it's like any other industry any right. real estate agent or something takes your money doesn't give a shit moves on with his life and blah 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 right yes you should be able to have your hip-hop card revoked and we should be more awake of it as a culture right if we're going to be a culture then there's certain regulations and rules or you get kicked out of the culture right just like any other culture right you know so uh I just wanted to bring it up and see what your perspective was because I've been thinking about it all day yeah. after I read the Slim Thug uh, no um, I, I, I I think people have to be held young accountable yeah. for, for their uh, for uh, what they do and you know uh, the thing with Jay-Z um, I see what you're saying um, and I think like because uh, social media and everything is so much uh, just information is just so much faster now it hits you so much faster but you know so I think a lot of these a lot of these young kids that are doing stuff like or they're talking about these certain situations I think if they would have been back in the Jay-Z era coming up it would have been the same thing they would have been just doing the same thing but the information wouldn't get around as fast so it's just different times which is why Jay-Z is where he's at now right because you didn't have the information that I have now right accessible immediately oh he got arrested yesterday Boom, yeah. it's on the news. No, no. You had, to, you had to read a newspaper in New York to know that Jay-Z got arrested in New York. Now, wait for it to get down to California. Right. You know what I'm saying? By the time you're already buying records, I understand that. Now you can see people are pieces. Like, look, I'm going to tell you what Hollow Vision told me. Everyone is a super dope person until that hard drive comes out. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's just hard drives are just immediate. Yeah. Immediate. Boom, boom. Right. And and again, I hate picking on him, but the thing is, the truth is, Jay-Z wouldn't be Jay-Z if he started today. Like, if he was today, he would never be able to amount to that today. His skills aren't there. His delivery is not there. His beats aren't there. Like, there's so many reasons why he would never get to that now. And there's so many reasons why he was able to back then. It was just technology hadn't caught on, bro. Mm. It, it just, it, everyone, the skills, the ability to put your music, it just hadn't caught well, on. And I back then, it, he was a product that yeah. was pushed. Yeah, exactly. And that was it. If you if you look at the history of, of Jay-Z and Rockefeller and how they came up and, and you know, especially like... For example, like when they used to go to shows and and yeah. uh, 
and just like throw money at the crowd. You know, when you when you go perform a show, if you're halfway decent, which you know, JC to his to his respect, like you know, he's an artist and he's a creative fella. Like he's a, he's got a great mind, especially for entrepreneurship and stuff. When you go to the, if I were to go to a show right now with the flows that I have, with the with the music that I have, if I go to a show and start and throw a thousand dollars at the crowd, you know, people are gonna listen to you're gonna you're gonna follow me and stuff and things like that, right? So it it all becomes about like the the lifestyle that you project, and same thing when you when you when you, with Young Thug, he, he you know he's uh, he's charged with all these things, but he projects this like lifestyle. It's all about lifestyle nowadays and social media and like the mass media and stuff. It's all about lifestyle. I mean, you see the Kardashians. Like, I don't I don't um, I can't connect with the Kardashians like in a single. <laughs> thing like a shred of like relate. i can't i can't relate but yet they <laughs> are they have and exactly <laughs> and like you know they just entertain people and that's, that's that's and like i said you have to draw the line between entertainment and what you support so and if i don't if i don't follow like this artist if i don't follow young young thug because i can't relate to what he's saying like that's my prerogative and as a hip-hop listener who's conscious about what he listens and what he spends his money on and knows that what the lifestyle that artists are projecting is not really the lifestyle that I want for myself. Like, that's me. Like, and, and I, I want people to be more responsible when it comes to that because it is about uh, what we reflect for the youth. So if we support things that are like about, you know, uh, selling drugs and killing guy, killing people and having all these guns and all these women and all these yachts, uh, yachts and everything, like... I think we're doing a disservice to to the hip hop culture. That's how I feel. Because to me, hip hop didn't. It is about expressing yourself. Um, but if that's really all you have to talk about, because you want to sell more, um, and then when you do, and if you do live that lifestyle and you're and you're selling more because people want it and they're like taking it in, then I guess you're winning because like you know that they're they're just expressing who they are and the, the bad things that they're doing and shamefully like we shouldn't be supporting that. But, you know, that's for some reason people find it exciting and, and relatable to them and they want to contribute it to that person. It gives them a window to a world that they're not in. Right. That, that is being painted. And this is not to take anything from them from a, by a very intelligent man, Jay-Z, who is descript, describing this world that he, that he quote unquote lives in in a way that makes you want to be him. Right So like If you listen to Like a song Where he goes like He's driving in his car And he gets stopped By a cop Right You know It's a nice car You know He's blinged out Or whatever Listen to that song JC sounds like The coolest motherfucker In the world In that song Right But in reality In that song Jay-Z had like a kilo Of coke (laughs) in the trunk Right Had like a gun On him so what I'm saying like think about that it's a that. fascination it's a fascination it is. with, a, with it, a lifestyle that you can't attain hundred percent so and this b- brings me into the last topic of the night which works perfectly is um, right. uh, sh- do artists have a responsibility to their fans and how far does that extend so you as an artist and if you can write something DJ Kaboom produces something make something what responsibility do you hold with the lyrics with the track that you just created and how far does your responsibility go to your artists, to your fans? I feel that if you're a consi- if you're an artist that wants to be considered an artist, an active artist, you do have a responsibility, first of all, to keep putting material out. Mm. Otherwise, bro, then don't make me a fan. If you're going to drop an album every five, six years, if, if you're going to be Immortal Technique and drop <laughs> like two hot albums and then make me wait, what, what's it been? 14, 15 years since, since whatever it's been. What are we doing here? Well, what's up, bro? Like, do you not care about the fan base? Is not a, is that not important to you? Like, all that as a responsibility, all that, all that I yeah. think should be taken into consideration. I felt that one directed towards me as well. Uh, sec- <laughs> or, or, and, and, or, 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 and. You don't have a responsibility. Like, listen, I'm an artist. I'm putting out what I put out and I'm gonna, you're either gonna dig it or you're not gonna dig it. <laughs> or or is there in between like what Eddie what, what do you think where does an artist have a responsibility to his fans and what it, where there's this does that responsibility end uh, I think an artist has a responsibility to his fans as, as far as like um, being able to stay true to yourself 
you know like when you're true to yourself and you wrote the songs that you did you created the music that you did you're being 100% legitimate to yourself and because of that you have fans so the minute you start changing and doing other things to like please mm. other people I think that you failed miserably spoken Even like it, a true and, artist and you know what I'm saying and this is kind of a hard topic too because I have that seen is. other people changing and stuff and I've seen other people go different ways um, and I, I'm always gonna love you know my friends and the people that I support but uh, and I understand the aspect of an artist you have you have to um, be able to adapt but when you listen to the content and you listen to the content even if the style change a little bit if you listen to the content and they're still who they are and they still like who you fell in love with as an artist I think you're good so I think being 100% uh, sincere with yourself I think you pick up on the intentions of the artist that makes sense yeah yeah you definitely pick up on the intention uh and and but yeah again it, it all goes through it, it, it all goes through the content because music is always going to evolve the style of music sonically the the beats and and the style of music will change but if but if if, if and people actually you know people grow you know if you listen to some of the stuff like tupac was doing when you know when you can see the progression where he was like i could only imagine what he would be today like this the amazing stuff he would be saying it, in fact also biggie as well you know uh you know one of the, like the later songs that he you know uh sky's the limit you know kind of show like a lot of potential for him as uh growing as a person and who he was with his family and everything so it's only it, i can only imagine where those two guys would be if they were uh grown today so i see other artists and uh, you're evolving you're, you're changing your music and i want to see growth so if i if i see the same stagnant thing that you're talking about like um you know when you first started and then you haven't really progressed in your thinking or or who you are as a person then i think i think i do kind of like fall off as far as like being a fan or continue to support what they're doing so instead of if if you can see that they're going backwards instead of forward then that's i think that's a disservice so to there's the, fans. the responsibility comes in being true to what attracted your fan base in the first place on the first place and also to see growth for me i want to see growth in an artist i want to see i want to see i want to see expanding like i want to see if you did this this you know you know 10 years ago like let me see what you got now let me see what kind of music you're putting behind it but there are certain artists that i go back to because i know that i'm gonna get blank and you okay you know i know i'm gonna get this or I know I'm gonna like if I'm feeling kind of iffy or whatever. But, like, but as I'll the throw artist that you listen to, because I know I'm gonna reach the emotion. I know the emotional side but will be turned ha, but on. But you don't feel like he has. Of the but time. you don't feel like he has evolved even. I do, but so, I also feel that, like you're saying, and he's allowed to try different styles and different things. Right. He at his best is when he's talking emotional shit. Okay. Like I've heard the house songs. I've heard the, the cool, awesome, fantastic. But bro him at his best is when he hits you with emotional stuff so that's why I go to slug when I'm feeling that kind of way I want to kind of feel my emotions maybe think something out whatever right right if I want to hear somebody tear the mic down every time yeah you know uh, you know Joey Badass or or Cannibal whatever I'm just saying I know I go to specific people for because I'm in that mood Jedi Mind Tricks I know that's just gonna be a fucking I know Vinny Paz is not gonna do a, a love song right I see so I kind of go to some artists knowing that their filter is always some version of this right but yes it but is. they give you but if you listen but they, to the but if but you like listen Vinny to Pass will give yeah. you different versions of that version right right but it, yeah so I'm saying like if you listen to their newer out like their newer projects and stuff yeah. you still get you still get a, a, a like a, a, ver, a versatility like you get you yes. get different things yeah and that is what it, that's what that's what the growth of an artist is like you can always give somebody that feeling like that emotion like you're saying that mm-hmm. slug gives you but if you listen to the whole new album that he that he made or he's in it you can see that you can hear different things you know musically speaking but also like um but when you hear their verses like they're still being true to themselves yeah so, you know, you know what I'm saying, because there's people that completely flip and like start talking about all these other things that you were not a fan to begin with, and yeah. you never heard from them. But yeah. then you hear them, and you're like, ah, oh, damn. And, and again, it's not that you can't, as an artist, you the listeners, branch out and try different things. That's not what we're saying. Right. But when that becomes the betrayal, right? Of what? No, that's what we're saying. Like in the new albums, you can have versatility. You can do different things, but you know when you're trying too hard. 
you know when somebody's trying too hard mm. to be different um you really just know it you start hearing stuff that sounds like everything else like oh i heard this from this and you try to copy that because this is hot now and you try to do that like to me that's not cool like i i, I want to hear from my artists that i like i like to listen to new stuff they make and i want it to be different than what they have done before but i want it to be them still mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and none of that matters if you don't remember your songs <laughs> none of that matters if you haven't practiced mm. you can't even get That's to right. the stage you can't even get to the level of like oh what's his style how's he deliver no no if you don't remember your songs yeah if you don't prepare guys so i guess it all comes down to we're ending the episode with be prepared before you step foot outside with the art right before displaying it to the public Take time to craft it, understand it, and learn it. Yeah. Listen, and I'm not I'm not gonna tell you that you're gonna know what it's like to rap overnight. That's impossible. Okay. There's artists now that are now changing and evolving their style. Listen to a new Nas album. He's move he's a new person. You're always going to evolve. You're always gonna find you're better on this stage, you're better on that stage, better on this mic. You right. sound better on that mic than on this. Whatever it is. And that can only come from practice, practice, practice. Right. And that's that's really the theme of the, of the episode. Yes. So Eddie, thank you again for another amazing week of just spitting knowledge and all that good stuff. Uh, all we ask for you, the listeners, is just tell a friend. Just tell a friend. Just be like, hey, yo, I found a really dope podcast. Right. Check it out. Uh, these guys know what they're talking about. Uh, it, it can give you a different perspective on the industry and on hip-hop in general. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, for Eddie Fika and Concept 714, each one, teach one, people.